Okay, welcome to the first pro- uh, podcast of enlightenment. Enlightenment. Sorry, I can't say that word very well. Should probably change the damn name. Uh, I am your host, Casey Parker, and this podcast is actually going to be about bridging the gap between the physical and the metaphysical uh, with the star of our podcast, Morgan Jane Campbell, um, who is a minister of metaphysical metaphysics, uh, who studied at the International University of Metaphysical Science and International Metaphysical Mis- Ministry with 25 years experience studying practicing and teaching metaphysics how did that sound there mj can i call you mj uh, uh sure okay great um <laughs> the, how did that I sound like that's spider-man wants to be in here somewhere spider-man is um my cousin oh wait parker parker yeah, yes see see how that works <laughs> uh so that's perfect i can call you mj uh does that sound about right did i do that okay yeah yeah all right great Good. Uh, so, uh, when did you get involved in metaphysics? How did it start? Well, that's a loaded question. Uh, I'm a loaded <laughs> guy. Let's. Well, um, it's pretty much something that I've been living my entire life. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go back to my childhood, um, I could get into some sort of religious angle with this even though politics and religions are just not things that you should talk about (laughs) especially on a first meeting but fuck it let's do it anyways (laughs) (laughs) well my grandfather on my father's side was a born-again christian he was forced in that direction had a awakening moment an enlightenment moment moment yeah um after my father passed away i was very young and I think I was about two years old, just just about two. Um, and he decided to follow the path of religion and became a born-again Christian, became a minister. Oh, cool. Um, <clears throat> and I was his, uh, his little prodigy project, let's just call it that. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought that I was going to be walking in his footsteps and... and uh, was the apple of his eye. Well, I remember about eight years old, I was sitting in my sacred circle that my mom and I had built. And, uh, you know, at eight years old, who even knows what a sacred circle is, right? Right. I don't even, I'm fucking 47, I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was sitting there actually meditating and um, just checking in with the universal energies how the hell does an eight-year-old meditate i it it was natural i don't know it just happened it was oh so this is just something that's just it's just been there i've been living this so it's like your dna it's in your dna absolutely okay it's it's a way of life it's not it's not something that i had to um really work hard to develop (laughs) let's just put it that way oh okay well you know i've learned over the years that we come into this world as children, you know, babies, um, with all the information. You know, we've got all the contents we need, and we know everything, you know, from past lives and future and and everything that is. And when we usually about turn to turn around seven years old or so, seven or eight years old, when we've started to put in filters and walls and built up these barriers to block all that stuff out. 
Um, that's due to societal conditioning and how we're raised. Well, being, being raised in a atmosphere where my mom was a single mom and my, my grandparents, my grandmother on my mom's side actually was closer to being a mom than my mom was. My father's side, they were, I was very close with them too, but like I said before, my grandfather was a um, born-again Christian minister, did baptisms in his pool down in Florida and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. He had explained to me what got him into that direction, and it was a very metaphysical experience. And I don't recall all the details. He has it written in a book that he gave to me many, many years ago. Do you still have that book? I do somewhere in my mm. garage, packed away. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, that experience to me made sense. It clicked. It, it made sense. I understood it. It was, it was natural to me. Um, and it was a lot of uh, basically being visited by spirit and saying, hey, you know, this is a path you need to walk from here on in. He had visions and and all kinds of magical things that happened. Back then you would probably call it mysticism. Um, so this was before he... This was after my shortly after my father died. So and that's how it brought him in that direction. That's, how it that's really away. funny because my father had the same kind of experience. He was a, um, a Baptist mm-hmm. and he remembered literally being visited by the Virgin Mary. Yeah. And there you go. He ended up seeing a statue of the Virgin Mary driving down the road oh with my his God. friends. That sounds just like what happened to my grandfather. Something happened on the side of the road while he was driving. Yeah. Which forced, you know, him to recall visions that he was having and Yeah, and my father said he saw uh the statue of the Virgin Mary and was like, Oh my God, that's the woman that was in my bedroom the other night and his friends are like woo it's like no like she like it was like a ghost or whatever and he ended up going over to the catholic church married my mom and that's how they got that's why i'm here yay sorry go ahead yeah that's that's a great story yeah that's very similar to my grandfather's story very similar that's really neat so, um, well, he would, I, I would sit with him every morning and he would do his prayers with me and, and, um, I was about eight years old and I had to, um, basically he wanted me to come a born again Christian. So I had to go through the whole little ritual of accepting Jesus Christ into my heart and, and all this stuff that he, he said and basically in a sense, in our own little experience, baptized me again, even though I was when I was a baby, but, you know, then you don't know, you know, you don't care, it's not free will, it's no choices that you're making. Um, And then I would, when I wasn't with him, and I was back home, I would, um, you know, try to read the Bible. And that's what happened that day. I was in my sacred circle, again, at eight years old, shortly after I'd gone through this whole experience of becoming a born again Christian for him mm-hmm. for him I say because it wasn't for me because <laughs> it just apparently wasn't my thing yeah um so I'm sitting in my circle it's summertime and I have uh I have the bible in my lap and I have my eyes closed and I read a few things in it and I just I just closed my eyes and 
started focusing on what all that stuff meant because it didn't make any sense to me. Not that I couldn't read it because I was eight years old, but it just wasn't clicking. It wasn't jiving with me. I, I had questions about everything. I had, I had all these thoughts come pouring into my brain that would contradict everything that was said in the Bible. And finally, I got so frustrated, I closed it up and I set it on the ground beside me and I just sat there at peace for a while. And my spirit guides and angels came in and, and basically told me, you know, they gave me some messages and said that I was supposed to be a teacher, that I'm going, I'm on the path to be a teacher and that's what I need to do. Well, <laughs> yeah, me being a little eight-year-old tourist didn't want to hear anything about teaching because I hated school to begin with. So I looked up at, at this guy and I said, Oh, hell no. <laughs> I said, oh, no, no, no. I am not following your path that you have written for me. I'm doing my own path. So you're basically flipping the, the universe off right there and said, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. You know, at that point, okay, so this Christian religion didn't make any sense to me. And it seemed very contradictive. You know, I couldn't understand why, if God is supposed to be so merciful, you know, why is there so much pain and suffering? And why is there so much okay, you commit a sin and you're going to hell and all that. It just didn't make any sense, you know, if it's supposed to be this all-encompassing, loving God. So I had all these contradictions going through my brain. And then, you know, I had spirit guides telling me, oh, you're going to be a teacher. No, I'm, I'm done with this whole thing. I'm absolutely done with it. <laughs> so, um, so I started to basically learn about other other religions in a sense and, and none of them really made any sense to me so I started to do my own thing and that happened to be which I found out many many years ago um after that I was actually following a path of Wicca oh unknowingly because it made sense to me right and I would gather up herbs and make things you know little salves and oils and ointments out of them and and I always paid attention to the sunrise and the sunset and the moon and, and all the energies around me. I was always connected to my spirit guides and my angels and had a pretty traumatic childhood. So they were there basically keeping me safe and yeah. they would take me out of my body when traumatic things would happen to me and and bring me back safely. So, I so when you say take you out of your body, what does that even mean the only time i've been taken out of my body is if i smoke too much pot which i don't do well you know but, it's, it's a lot like that <laughs> i mean i it's been up forever but it's astral projection it's you know when your spirit leaves your body and i was doing that as a child and okay turns out my mom told me not you know, probably 20 years ago she, I, I overheard her talking to a friend of hers about me because I was there. She was introducing me. And she yep. said, oh, yeah, this, she's been doing this her whole life, you know, this whole psychic thing. She just has all the information. And and then she looks at me and goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, when you were in the womb, there wasn't enough room for two of us. You would kick me out all the time. So she was having out-of-body experiences when she was pregnant with me because there wasn't wow. enough room for two of us there. <laughs> So that's what astral projection is, is an outer body experience. Yes. So when someone says they feel like they could watch themselves while they were laying there in the hospital room being operated on and then their body goes back, and that's what that yes. is. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so how old 
were you when you started doing the whole Wicca thing? Uh, consciously doing it? Yeah. Because I was doing it right along. Right. Um, I think I was in, it was my high school years. I started to actually start, started reading books on it. Oh, okay. And, um, learning, you know, what that was like. And I had a, my, my best friend who, you know, we called each other sisters. Yep. Um, she was also following the path and we were at a point where we, we weren't living in the same town. So we didn't see each other sometimes for a couple of years. Yep. And then, you know, cause we couldn't see each other until we actually got cars and could drive around. Right, and, right, right, right. So this was, this was for you youngsters. This was before cell phones and you could just talk to anybody anytime during the day. This is like way before that. Way yeah. That. Well, you actually had to wait to, to actually talk to somebody before you when you got to school, or you were actually in the same room, not texting someone and going, "Hey, where are you going to be? Oh, I'm going to be at the mall. What shop?" And then you can actually find each other. That that didn't used to happen. No, you no. were definitely. Yeah, if you showed up and they didn't show up, you couldn't get a hold of them. No. Anyways. <laughs> So we would go for years without seeing each other, and then we would get back together and pick up where we left off. Yeah. So it was like, you know, we were sisters. We, yeah. So I found out that she was, you know, learning and practicing Wicca, and I was doing the same thing. You know, we led these par- We were so connected. Yeah. So we just kind of started working together, and I guess you could say we had our own little coven with, between the two of us. For cool. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, so, so needless to say, calling myself a witch during that time period when my grandfather was born again Christian was very difficult. I'm sure. When he thought that I was just his, his perfect little Christian. Yeah. Granddaughter. Perfect, perfect little angel. Yeah. So that was really hard, but I. Yeah, because wouldn't people think that if you do Wicca that you're uh you like, um. You know, Satan, Satan yes, yeah, Satan worshiping. <laughs> oh, absolutely, especially back then, you know, when Satan really had nothing to do with it. Right. You know, we don't even believe in the devil. There you go. Yeah, you heard it here. Witches don't believe in the devil, okay? Awesome. <laughs> Moving on. Next subject. <laughs> so, so... And so when did you, like, really get into studying metaphysics and, like, because you've been to school for it. Yeah. So when did that happen? Um, well, it was actually before I decided to go to school and get a degrees. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everybody has this, uh, especially 25 years ago, that mentality of, okay, you can't get anywhere in the world without having a degree. So... Even though I had a lifetime experience of it, um, what am I going to do with it? So, you know, ask my that myself that question over and over again, and and if I was in fact supposed to teach, I obviously had to have a degree to teach. So, right. So it was before I actually started with the school, with the university that I was teaching. Uh, oh, cool. My own classes in my own right. private um, studio. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I had all the information. I was teaching meditation, um, astral projection, all, all kinds of different things. So you got all kinds of experience. Learning. Right, you got all kinds of experience even before you went into to really studying it. Yes. 
but you understood it because it was just part of your DNA. Like it, it made sense to me. Yeah. It, it was just, it would happen and it would make sense and it would click. It was hard living with it through the years because you have those visions. I was very psychic, very tuned in. Um, I would have visions that something was going to happen and people got a little freaked out when you told them, oh, be careful driving today. I wouldn't want you to, you know, get hit at an intersection while somebody's running a red light or something like that. You know, it just doesn't, doesn't go over well with people. So I had to keep my mouth shut and watch things happen around me. And that was like really scary. Wow. You know, it was, you don't tell people things. Yeah. Cause they look like, you like you're nuts. Exactly. Yeah. And to top it off, I had to hide because if I, my grandfather ever knew that I was getting psychic visions, he would definitely have me exercised. <laughs> yeah, he'd throw you back in a pool of holy water. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd be like, dude, uh, that's, this is nice. This is nice. My skin's not burning. Okay? <laughs> I'm not Satanic. It's Satanist. It's my, my milk bath. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's funny. Go on. Any more? Um, um, your question was... When did I start? Yeah, okay, that's true. All right, so let's narrow this down. Um, what the hell is metaphysics, <laughs> anyways? Well, do you want the uh, short and abridged version, or do you want all the components of it? Well, um, I don't think the podcast should be 12 and a half hours, so <laughs> we'll start with the abridged version, like the cliff notes. We'll go with the cliff notes. Well, all right. I'll even short it up a little bit for okay. more than that. When when people ask me what is metaphysics, because I get that all the time. Yeah. My answer to them is, well, you know what physics is, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what physics is, right? Yeah. Okay. So what is physical is usually physics, right? Yes. So what is things that are not physical? not there <laughs> meta physical so things that are not there like air air's there though i mean it's there but it's not tangible it's not you can't touch it you can't grab a hold of it and, and take a bite of it like an apple can you no well it would in a sense be considered metaphysics in some form because it's you can't energy electricity these are things that we don't consider metaphysics because they're we know they're there. We have tested them. We can actually, you know, do things with things them. With right, them. yeah. But at one point in time, electricity wasn't physical, was it? So basically, like, how our cell phones work. Would that be considered metaphysical? In a sense, it works on, on energy waves. Okay. Energy is, is, you know, something that can, you can't see it. Right. You can't touch it. Right. Unless you get struck by a bolt of lightning. And right. that's just nature. <laughs> yeah. Pissed off nature. Which, which is, you know, in a sense, metaphysics. I mean, when, when you talk about the earth, you know, do you know, do, do you, uh, do you think that the earth is alive? Yeah. Okay. I do. The earth is alive. A lot of people don't, you know. They right. Think it's just a rock that we're sitting on. Oh, yeah, it's got some soil there. We can plant things in it and maybe grow a few apple trees here and there. And But right. most people don't consider that a living, breathing thing. What about the stars and the planets and 
everything out there in the cosmic universe. How did we get here? Oh geez, that's a question a that that's a whole that's that's about itself. twelve more podcasts. <laughs> seriously, uh, and we could probably have about seventeen guests trying to figure that one out, and we get wouldn't get anywhere. So so basically, metaphysics is stuff you can't see. The untangible. The untangible. Okay. My head just exploded. <laughs> I don't. Okay. You know, when that's you, great. When you think about, you know, like I already mentioned a couple of things, astral projection, that's metaphysics. Meditation is considered metaphysics. How is that considered metaphysics? Meditation. Well, what are you doing when you meditate? Uh, I don't know. Any meditation I've ever done, because uh, I did a little martial arts, and that was just basically I'd sit there and think about the material that I was practicing and try to calm myself down and practice it in my head that would be that was my meditation so you're going inward yes you're going inward into your head yes into your body yes that's considered a metaphysical practice because it's not something that a physical doctor you know an md would say oh yeah you know you need to go inside your head and fix your head right okay so it's it's actually a metaphysical practice Breathing techniques. Well, you talked about martial arts. Yeah. That in itself has a lot of metaphysical... Yeah, you like your chi. Exactly. That's oh, what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. you get your energy and your power from your inner strength. And where do you get your inner strength from is, I don't know, energy from the earth. Earth, universe. Right. Okay. Everything is energy. Everything is made up of energy. Everything is made up of molecule, molecules and particles. And it's all about how... It, it depends on how fast they're vibrating and how close together they are. If they're, you know, if it's a physical, tangible, tangible thing, they're, you know, more... The particles are more dense. And they're, they're condensed together to, to create form, which hmm. makes it physical, you know, right. in a physical sense. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, that, that table over there, that you see that as a physical thing. You touch it, it's it's hard because it's wood, and it's there, right? It's mm-hmm. particles. It's moving particles. So even though they're close together and they're dense, they're still moving and vibrating. Right. All those atoms and molecules, and they're all... They're moving in a moving. certain way to make it what it is. Yeah, they're right. they're all compact together. But you know what? That table also has other levels and other layers that make it metaphysical. You pull that apart, break it down into particles, that's metaphysical stuff in it. On that note, (laughs) as my head explodes, I think we'll end on that one. I'm not really sure how long we've been going. Uh, Let's see here. 23 minutes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, That's fantastic. Um, So that was pretty good. So I think what we'll do in the next podcast is what I think I'd like to do is we have you have a, a an email address askmorganjane at gmail dot com that's askmorganjane at gmail dot com send us your email uh, questions and maybe we'll do our next podcast uh, from your questions if not we'll come up with our own stuff and we'll go from there oh yes that's right Jane is spelled differently so it's askmorganjane a s k 
Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Jane, J-A-Y-N-E, at gmail.com. Send us your questions, and uh, we will answer them on the next podcast. If we don't have any questions, which is okay, uh, we'll have um, stuff to do from there. So thanks for listening, and have an enlightenment day.